0: Welcome everybody online. We're so glad you're here. Happy Father's Day to everybody watching online. I'm glad that you decided to spend part of your week with us. Uh, I have got an exciting message. Uh, I feel like I say this all the time, but this is one that's been stirring in me for a few months now, something I heard a while back uh, that God's been kind of stirring in me, working on. And I believe that, that it, it, is, it is, I believe God dropped it in my heart Probably six months ago, for Father's Day. But like any message... You can you, If you're not a dad, you're going to get something out of this. If you're watching online and you're not a dad, don't think, well, I need to turn this off because this is just for dads because that's not the case. Each and every one of you are going to be able to get something out of this, and what we're talking about is chaos, and before we get into it, uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray as I speak, you speak through me. I pray that our hearts and ears are open and ready to receive. Father, I pray that you would bless each and every dad here in the building. I pray you bless each and every dad. Had watching online, Father, that you pour out into their lives. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Everybody, everybody knows chaos. Everybody's had chaotic times in your life. Uh, our world is a chaotic place. Uh, the world we live in is filled with chaos. You just think about our culture. And it's filled with chaos. You think about our politics; it's filled with chaos. You think about our economics; it's filled with chaos. There is there is chaos everywhere you go, right? Everything is chaotic. Our ideals now—not ours personally—but the culture around us, the things that are are told to us that are right and wrong, uh, the way we view, the way culture uh, views the world and views right and wrong, is upside down. It seems crazy. Uh, Megan and I were watching TV the other night, and a commercial came on. And when it was over, we were like, "That makes no sense." The things they were talking about, the things they were pushing, the things they were advertising, we were like, "That makes no sense." That that is backwards from what is right and wrong. And we know that the earth is chaotic. Your life may be chaotic right? You're whatever. I could go through a million situations of your relationships, your marriage, your kids, your finances, your job. You, you could have things in your life that are chaotic. And here's the crazy thing. When the earth started, we're going to back all the way up to Genesis. If you've got a Bible, we're going to get all the way back to Genesis. You won't have to look very far. Just open to the first page. We're going to go to Genesis one. And in the very beginning, the earth was in chaos, the earth was chaotic. I want to show it to you. If you're uh, on the YouVersion Bible app, you can jump over to live events and you'll find it there. Genesis 1, 1 through 2 out of the New King James says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Everybody knows this. God created the heavens and the earth in the very beginning. Verse 2, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Okay, now, uh, I want you to notice one thing. It says the, the earth was without form. The earth was without form. If we go back and look at the original Hebrew, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, then later on translated into English. Uh, not all the time do we get the translations perfect, and not all the time can we express exactly what they were saying. The Hebrew language is very dynamic, uh, and words can have, have much power in them. But if you look at the word uh, form, the original Hebrew word is tohu. Everybody say tohu. Y'all drop a thumbs up in the comments if you said Tohu at home. The definition means formless, emptiness, confusion, or place of chaos. Okay, so formless, empty, confusing, and place of chaos. So I kind of took this and I kind of wrote my own version of what I think this verse should sound like. So we're going to read Genesis 1 verse 2 out of the KLG, which is the Kurt Lewis Gray version. It says it says the earth was in chaos, right? A place of chaos. And darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of God, the holy spirit was hovering over the face of the waters. Okay? So so the earth is in chaos. There's darkness, there's confusion. Now, we could we could dive deep here for an hour and a half, for, for days. Okay, some believe that Lucifer, God said in chapter, in verse one, he created the heavens and the earth. He created the earth. It's just formless and in chaos. Some believe that Lucifer is already cast out of heaven at this point, and he and his demons are on the earth, and that is why it's in chaos. Okay, I, I can't confirm or deny. I don't know. Uh, I mean, that sounds like a very uh, logical explanation. Why is the earth in chaos God created? It's, it's in darkness, right? There's emptiness, there's confusion, right, over the earth. And listen to what it says, though. It says the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, was hovering over the face of the water. Okay, so there's confusion, there's chaos with the Holy Spirit. It's hovering over the chaos waiting. He's hovering over the chaos, waiting. He's not taking action. He's not doing anything. He's not intervening in this conflict. He's not intervening in this uh, chaos or in this darkness. Listen, the Holy Spirit is hovering over your chaos, waiting. He's waiting, hovering over your chaos in your life. Let's jump down. I'm gonna read verse two again because I, I want this to sink deep into your heart. We're gonna read verses three and four. So Genesis 1-2 says, the earth was without form, it's in chaos, void, darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Look at that. Then God said, I want you to notice the word said. Then God said, let there be light and there was light. Verse four, and God saw the light that it was good and God divided the light from the darkness. The earth is in chaos. We're gonna say that a lot tonight. The earth is in chaos. The Holy Spirit's hovering over the chaos, waiting. We see the very next thing that happens is God Speaks. God speaks. Let there be light. Now, when I when I hear that, I, the first thing I think is light always brings uh, order to chaos. Right? Have you uh, ever gone into a closet at night and thought I'm not going to mess with turning the light on? And you try to find something, uh, or you, you go into a room that's kind of a mess and it's getting dark and you can kind of barely see. I've got little kids, so you go into a room, and there's toys, and you're stepping on Barbies, and you're crushing things, and you're thinking, oh, Lord, what did I just break? But as soon as I turn a light on, it shows a clear path. It clears up the confusion. It clears up the chaos because I can see, right? I I can see. Uh, This last week, Uh, Ashley and Arthur and I, we went and looked at a building downtown that was for sale, and there's another building uh, that's a very old, dilapidated building that used to be a pharmacy, and it had a soda shop in it, and the lady showing us had the key to that, and it was for sale, too, and uh, Arthur and I said, we want to go in there. We want to go look at it, and she said, okay, I'll give you the key, but I'm not going in there because there's mold and and scary animals and ghosts and goblins, so we're like, all right, that, that don't scare us, so there was a flashlight, in this other, other place we were looking at, so we are like, we're gonna take this flashlight with us. Because if you've ever tried to use your phone flashlight for real, those are the worst flashlights on planet Earth. So we had this really good uh, flashlight. Well, there's basements, and these basements just go all, this, this sits on a block, and it almost goes all under this whole block. And there's all kinds of road access and cubbies and different holes. It would be like the perfect place for a haunted house. It is terrifying down there. Okay, so we're just going room to room. We're looking at stuff. It's like they, there's all kinds of cool stuff down there that had been left for, for years. And we get back to the very back room, and Arthur's like, all right, I think this is it. Let's turn around. And the flashlight dies. It's dead. I mean, it is pitch black in there. And I'm like, I'm like, you're messing with me, right? He's like, no, dude, it, it is dead. I'm like, well, so are we. <laughs> Because whatever was just scared of that flashlight is not scared anymore, right? And so we got our phones out and our lights out, and we huddled up close together, and we made our way, and we trekked back out of there. But once that light went off, and we were in complete darkness, it was filled with chaos. It was filled with confusion. Which way did we come in? How do we get out? Where are we going, right? What did I just hear in the room next to me? But God said, let there be light. He divided the light from the darkness. Listen to this. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the chaos, waiting to bring peace, but he was waiting on the Father's voice. He was waiting on the Father's voice to speak. Listen, the Holy Spirit is hovering over your chaos. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is hovering over your chaos, waiting on a father's voice, waiting on your voice to speak and bring peace. Now, just think for a minute about the chaos in your life. I know if you're like me, you got some chaos. You got some things that you wish could, you could bring back into order, that you wish you could bring some peace to, you wish you could shine a light on. And think how the Holy Spirit is hovering just above. And he's waiting, just like he was in creation. He was hovering over the face of the water. He was hovering over the chaos. And then God spoke, and he was able to move and bring life and bring peace. And the Holy Spirit is hovering over your chaos, waiting for you to speak. And here's what I think is so amazing. Number one is he was waiting on the Father's voice. We know God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They're all God. The Bible says they are all three one. And it's confusing, and I don't know how to explain it, and I can't begin to explain it. But the Holy Spirit, who is God, was waiting on God, the Father, to speak. Because he needed a Father's voice. There is chaos in your life that needs a father's voice. Dads, there is chaos in your life that needs your voice to speak to it, to call the Holy Spirit. This doesn't mean, uh, moms, that you can't do the same thing, that you can't command it just the same, but I think there's something powerful when a father does it. I think there's something powerful when a father speaks because the Holy Spirit was waiting on God to speak. I want to show you another story and another instance of this. We're gonna look at Mark 4, 35 through 41. Uh, Jesus has just been preaching. It's evening, it's getting nighttime. They're gonna get on a boat, they're gonna cross a sea. Now, they're not crossing the ocean, but they're not crossing a lake either. This is a very large body of water. This isn't like crossing Lake McKenzie on a boat or even Possum Kingdom on a boat. This is a large body of water, and Jesus and his disciples are getting on a boat to cross over. So Mark four thirty-five says, on the same day, when evening had come he said to them let us cross over to the other side Now when they had left the multitude they took him along in the boat in the boat excuse me as he was And other little boats were also with him And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling it's filling up with water But he was in the stern which is the back part of the boat asleep on a pillow And they, the disciples, awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said, we said where God said, Jesus said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. I love that. There was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now, the storm in this scenario is the chaos. These men are out at sea, and a storm blows in. And the waves are coming over the boat. It's beating against the boat, and it's beginning to fill up with water. And Jesus is down below towards the back, asleep. Now, I'm a pretty heavy sleeper. Um, I can sleep through crying babies. I can sleep through thunderstorms. Uh, I bet a 747 could crash into the church building. I live right next door, and I probably wouldn't wake up, right? Uh, But I can't imagine being on a boat that's rocking, that's swaying up and down and up and down, and water's coming in, and Jesus is just asleep. He's down there in the back of the boat asleep. The disciples are like, man, y'all better go get him. We're about to die. It's all over for us, right? And so they go down and they say, we're going to die. And Jesus gets up and he speaks to the chaos. And he says, peace be still. And it says, a great calm came. Listen to me, dads, when you speak to the chaos in the authority of Jesus, when I speak to my chaos in the name of Jesus, it brings a great calm over my family it brings a great calm over my life. And each and every one of us have the authority to do so. Right, we're all filled with the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. If I know Jesus is my savior, the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of me. There's power in the name of Jesus. When I say, in Jesus' name, peace be still, it brings calm. I trust in that, I stand on that, and I believe in that. Think how Jesus was not affected by the chaos, he slept through it. He slept through his chaos. There's a storm coming. He trusts God. He trusts God. And, and, and think in our lives, in my own life, how when we have chaos, we worry. We worry. And, and it can be so easy to worry. It can be so easy to talk to other people, but never talk to God. You know what I'm talking about. It's so easy to discuss a problem but never pray about a problem. You know, so many times we complain to people about what we want God to do, and we think that's prayer. Well, I told them I wish God would do something, but I never talk to God. I'm always complaining to someone else, and I don't mean that in a negative term or anything like that I mean I can do that man I wish God would do this I wish God would open this door I wish God would make this happen I wish God could bring some peace to the chaos in my life and then I think God well I said it why don't you do something but what I need to do first and foremost is go to God and then I need to speak to my chaos the Bible says that Jesus spoke to the sea he said to the sea peace be still And the guys, they flip out. They're like, dude, even the wind and the rain obeys this guy. They're terrified. But think about how we're we're affected by our chaos. We let it torment us. We let it drown us. We let it overtake us with worry and anxiety and fear. And we move into doubt and we move into unbelief. And Jesus says to them, hey, why are you so afraid? Why don't you have faith? Why don't you know that God loves you, that God cares about you? The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. You're a son of the most high God. The same authority that's been given to Jesus, he has given to us. And the Holy Spirit is hovering, waiting, waiting for you to speak so that he can bring peace. Now let's just think about this for a minute. One of my favorite subjects to preach on is the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. We did that in Ground Zero very early on as we would teach on the Holy Spirit. And I love it because I think it's so misunderstood. I think he, uh, as, as a person of the Trinity, is misunderstood. And then I think depending on how you were raised, you're either terrified of the Holy Ghost, you either love the Holy Ghost, You know, however, uh, you may have been taught that it was bad, it was for a long time ago. And I wanna show you just a small glimpse of who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is a person just like Jesus and just like God. It's not an it. It's not a crazy cousin. It's not the meth head from next door. I mean, I mean people, people think these crazy things, right? You know, people think that, oh, man, the Holy Spirit, he's kind of the nut, you know, that the, the crazy uncle that you don't want coming over, Right? And I want to show you out of just John 14, 26, very famous set of verses on who the Holy Spirit is. And and I want to show you this because we just read how the Holy Spirit is hovering over the chaos. It was not Jesus, and it was not God. It was the Holy Spirit, John 14, 26, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, right? I I, I love uh, the King James version. says the Holy Ghost. I think I'm reading out of the King James. It should be pretty close. It says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, in Jesus' name, Jesus is speaking right here, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Uh, Verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you, this is the King James, I'm sure that's a little different, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, I love the King James Version because it says, the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Now, commonly we hear Holy Spirit and we hear Holy Ghost. Uh, I think Holy Ghost is used like four or five times in the Bible, uh, uh, and Spirit is used the other way. The word they used uh, in the Hebrew and then Greek in the New Testament uh, was like spirit or ghost or entity is what they used for that word. So people, different translations translated as ghost. I like holy ghost. That just sounds better. That just sounds funner, you know, holy ghost. Um, and so the, the comforter, think about this, the comforter is hovering over your chaos come on, I'm preaching. I don't know if you're listening. But the comforter is hovering over your chaos. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost is a comforter and he's hovering. Now look, let's look at the amplified translation. And they do exactly what it says. It amplifies it. So verse 26, uh, John 14, 26. Uh, some other translations use the word uh, helper. It'll say, but the helper in many translations. It says, but the comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. Verse 27, he, or this is still verse 26. He will teach you all things, and he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. Verse 27, peace I leave with you, my own peace I now give uh, to you. I'm going to skip that word. Now as the world gives, do I give to you, right? Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. Come on, think about him sleeping through the chaos. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Now, I love it so much. This this that's the amplified classic edition. Uh, I have a, a newer one in mine It says, towards the end of that, let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength, uh, and strength for every challenge. Okay, now let's just think about this. The, the Holy Spirit is hovering over your chaos. If we take what we read here, the comforter, the advocate, the counselor, the strengthener is hovering over your chaos waiting for you to speak. And just think, the strengthener is hovering over your chaos, waiting to bring you strength, right? The counselor is hovering over your chaos, waiting to bring you counsel, waiting to give you guidance, waiting to give you direction. The advocate, the comforter is hovering over your chaos, waiting to bring you comfort. And all he's waiting on for you to do is speak. And all I have to do is speak in the name of Jesus, Jesus came out and said, peace, be still, right? Peace, be still. I know who I am. I know who I belong to. I know what dwells on the inside of me, and I speak to my chaos and that authority. I speak, and I bring that. Listen to Philippians 4, 6 through 7. This is our last verse. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need, and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That verse tells us not to worry, not to give in to fear and anxiety, but to pray, to speak. Speak to the chaos. And then what happens? God brings his peace which goes beyond understanding. You'll, you'll have peace in the midst of chaos, and people say, man, I know what's going on in your life. How are you smiling? I know what happened to your family. How are you happy? Why? Because I have peace that goes beyond. It exceeds understanding. They can't understand the peace you experience. Why? Because I didn't worry. I didn't give in to fear. I didn't give in anxiety. Instead, I prayed. I told God what I need. I thanked him for what he's already done. And then his peace is going to guard my heart and my mind as I live in Christ. Listen, the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the advocate, the helper, the counselor is hovering over your chaos, waiting for you to speak waiting to move, waiting to intervene, waiting on that invitation from you of Jesus, I need help. Jesus, move in my chaos. Right? I speak Jesus over my chaos. I speak Jesus over this situation. Why don't you bow your heads with me and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you that the Holy Spirit is hovering over our lives. Father, just waiting for our voice, waiting for us to speak, waiting for us to call on him so that he can intervene, so he can fight, so he can help us and comfort us and give us counsel, bring to our remembrance what Jesus has spoke to us, Father, that he's going to lead, guide, and direct us. Father, give us the words to speak. Give us the boldness. Give us the identity. Help us to know who we are, who we belong to. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen.